Welcome to Growing Your Collaborative Practice, the marketing podcast for collaborative professionals. Your Growing Your Collaborative Practice host is Joran Jenkins. I'm known as your collaborative marketing coach, and I'm changing the way the world gets divorced. I'm the founder of Open Palm Law, a collaborative family law firm in Tampa, Florida, and the creator of Marketing Your Collaborative Practice Toolkit, a complete step-by-step guide to marketing your collaborative practice. To change the world, you have to reach the world, and I can help you learn to do that. Today, I want to focus um, our chat on profile. It's one of the five P's, which are pitch, publish, present, profile, and partner. Profile is uh, a multitude of different things, but today I really want to focus on social media because uh, it's so critical and so many of us have no clue. And we're, we're so willing to say that. I don't have a clue. I don't know what social media is all about. Uh, I really have five tips, if you will, that, uh, that I want you to focus on. The first is visibility. The second is accessibility. The third is authenticity. The fourth is content. And the fifth is engagement. So let's talk first a little bit about visibility. You've got to get, you've got to get on there. You've got to uh, be there. You've got to be visible. Um, people have to be able to find you there and find you is a little bit more about accessibility. So you have to, you have to be there to begin with. You can't just ignore it. I, um, I recently had Madison started working and she said something about Instagram to me. Well, of course I was aware of Instagram, but (laughs) Madison, how much did I know about Instagram? (laughs) Not much. Yeah. So I basically, I mean, it, there's something to be said for knowing where your limits are. Um, I remember when I first started out and I really had no clue about Facebook and I reached to my daughter, you know, there she is. She's willing to help. She knows me inside and out. And I said, I need content. I have no idea how to do this. Um, So I talked to her. Well, Madison shows up in my office and says, you really need to to be visible on Instagram. I didn't have a clue. I turned it over to her. What happened? One of my first assignments was going through. I think you gave me a list of like 100 collaborative professionals. It's like, okay, let's see if they're on Instagram. Mm. And so I went, and I think only 10 were on Instagram. Wow. And if they were, they didn't have – because like some of them, like I gave a little leeway, like, oh, at least you're there. But some of them were either private they didn't have their business like, hey, this is my collaborative practice. This is my law practice. So they were there, but they weren't accessible. Mm-hmm. And some of them were personal accounts that weren't professional, which there's nothing wrong with a personal account if you brand it the right way. Right. Right. So. Okay. And branding is is uh, authenticity. So now we've jumped down a little bit. Um, visibility, get on there. And if you have to reach out and get some help to get on there. Just understand that the newer social media tools are going to be um, more usable by younger folks. So Madison's 21. It made perfectly good sense. She would be the one to say to me, hey, what about Instagram? I see you're on Facebook. I see you're on LinkedIn. You've got an Avo account, but I don't see anything on Instagram. And then uh, not only do you have to be there, but you have to be accessible. So if it's a personal account, just keep in mind that's not going to help you with your professional practice. Um, and if you're not uh, really mm, findable, 
So I remember when I had a, a Google, you could find me on Google search, but for some reason the map that was showing up there was not, it was not the map to my office. And one of my clients said, um, that's not you. And so I had to find someone to help me fix that. That doesn't make sense. Um, it, it had happened in the moment. It happened just the way things happen. But you've got to check on that stuff. One of the things that I strongly advise my protégés to do, my students, is go to social media and look for yourself, not from your machine. Your machine knows where you are. So find someone else's machine, use it, and see if you can find yourself that way. And what do you find when you get there? Um, and so that's accessibility. And then you've got authenticity. Authenticity is about a bunch of things. It's about branding. I think Madison likes to say that she likes that I'm vulnerable. And that's, that's authenticity too. Um, I think it's important when you're branding yourself, and we'll talk about this later when we go more in depth with profile, but branding is, I truly believe you can't just say, well, I'm a lawyer, so I'm going to be blue and white because someone said that to me recently. I'm a CPA. I have to be blue and white, navy blue and white, in fact, they said. And I'm like, wait a second. You don't look that good in navy blue and white. I see you wearing bright colors. Um, why aren't you using bright colors? I, you know, A long time ago, my husband, when we first got married, said to me, you should wear uh, salmon. And he meant shades of orange never occurred to me ever that I would look good in those colors. And now I'm really, really in love with those colors as well as the turquoise colors, which makes that my brand. Turquoise and and, and salmon are just fabulous colors for me. And so they are my brand colors. It was like a no-brainer what my brand was because those were the colors that I liked. Our office is Tommy Bahama, you like to say, right? Yeah, one of the most interesting things to me is that you're a lawyer with a personal life. Like, so many don't. So whenever we're doing your brand, it's you out on your well, patio. Well, they have a personal life. Don't don't think they don't. <laughs> it's just that they don't share it in any way. And mm-hmm. so you have to question their authenticity. Yeah, and then so when we do your marketing, we do you out by the water, sitting on the patio with your husband because it's your downtime. It's your time out of the office. Right. Or we bring in your dog because we bring your dog into the office. He's our law dog. Well, and you had to explain to me that Instagram is about showing the person you are on Instagram. Even though it's a professional account, it's still sharing your authenticity, your real person. Now, do I do that on LinkedIn? No. Um, I remember when I was first getting my portrait taken, and I went to a portrait photographer who is, he's a wonderful, by the way, if you ever need one, call me. I'm happy to connect you up with this guy. He is a fabulous young guy. I think he's maybe 28 by now. I've known him for seven years. He started when he was a baby, like my two sassers. <laughs> and uh, and um, he sat me down, and this has been at least five years, and he said, your photo on Facebook is not the same photo that you will have on LinkedIn. One is much more professional, maybe a little starchy, The other is much more welcoming. These were his words that he used. And Instagram, you know, Madison, you shared with me, you want to have much more personal type photos than, you know, office photos, than photos of diplomas and and stuff like that. You just don't do that on Instagram. So you have to know your, your venue 
and then be authentic in that venue. So on LinkedIn, I'm much more professional because I am a professional. On Facebook, I'm much less professional because I'm also a person. I think it's interesting to note that even though you're being personable or personable, you should also set boundaries. So there are certain things that you don't want to share because it may turn people off. Like you may want to share some of your struggles just so people realize that you're a person too. So you don't seem like stuffy, elitist, like they want to know that they can like talk to you. Right. But they may not want to know your political beliefs or you may not want to tie your brand to your political beliefs. Right. That's very well said. Mm -hmm. I think that's, so you have to figure out what's important to share and what's not important to share. Um, I doubt very many people know my religion Mm -hmm. uh, because I don't, I don't share that. That's very, very private. So I think there are layers of privacy that you have to be careful of. Um, You remember when you first got me up on Instagram and we had these guys who were, you know, sort of coming on to me on Instagram. That was a little odd. And you have pictures with your husband. So that's what made it even odder that you're obviously involved. Yeah. But I think that a lot of professional women face those challenges. And I think that's why so many of them are scared to put themselves out there. Yeah, but you got to do it. Mm -hmm. You just got to do it. So that's uh, that's the authentic element, um, and that takes us back to content. Content may be problematic because y- you kind of got to post fairly regularly, um, and there are people who are too busy in their practices. They want to have social media profile, but they don't have the time. Um, as I said, when I started on Facebook, I called out to my daughter and I said, I know you've got a little bit of time. You're on there anyway. Um, and you know me, so it's not going to be a lot of work for you to do this. And she agreed that she would post for me. Um, when she, uh, stopped doing it, she, she graduated with her, uh, her master's of science in real estate. I knew I had to find someone else. By that time, one of her best friends was actually starting to do social media for other folks and was running political campaigns. This woman was really amazing. And today, she's still doing my Facebook posts, my LinkedIn posts. Now, sure, I'm on there because you also have to engage. And by engage, I mean you really need to respond to people. And you're going to be the one to do that usually. Um, But you find someone who really, really understands, who gets you, who gets your passion. Um, I think there's been one time when Jackie posted something and I said, no, no, we're not doing that. And I can't even remember what it was, but it was something like, you know, maybe she was telling someone my politics or something that to her would have been okay, but to me, we're not. Um, I can't remember. Um, but in 10 years, once she's made a mistake like that. So, you know, it just, if she gets you or he gets you, you're good to go. And there are people out there who, who get that. I mean, there are people who are not collaboratively trained professionals who have been through either their own divorce or their parents' divorce or, you know, a horrific divorce experience of some kind who, when they hear your pitch, get it and want to help. 
one way or another. And most of the people that I work with, my, my business lawyer, my um, business coach, my social media maven, um, those folks have all had that experience and they completely get it and they've bought into my passion. And so I can trust them to represent my brand authentically. And I think that comes back to values. So one thing I always say about sharing politics on Facebook is you can share your values. I value friendship. I value love. But you don't want to say, like, I exclude people because of this. So inclusivity but not exclusivity. Um, You know, putting yourself out there is authentic but not exclusive. I think that's, um, but I think most collaborative professionals are like that. We tend to be in this profession. We tend to be uh, authentic and inclusive at the same time. And I think that's an interesting conversation that we had when I first started. It's because so many people said don't go to social media because they're not getting divorced. And there are 30, 40-year-olds on social media. There are people who have children who aren't married that may have disputes. They're all there. There are Facebook groups of recently divorced, recently separated, going through a traumatic divorce. Just search for those Facebook groups and interact there. If you don't know where to start, just start with those groups. Be a voice where you can be helpful to people. Really, that's what social media is all about, is being helpful to people, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, connecting, communicating. And that's really what collaborative professionals want to be about anyway. And part of communicating and connecting is paying attention to the details. So that's why the content that you post, it's important to make sure it's professional. It communicates your values. And so that's why you may want to spend a little bit more time, maybe with a photographer or your iPhone can take the photos yourself. Oh, we talked about this earlier. That's so funny. Um, Austin took a photo of us um, uh, getting ready for this podcast. And uh, after he'd done that, I didn't think much of it. And then I went into the restroom and I looked in the mirror and I came back out and I said, okay, Austin, you're not allowed to use that photo because I'm not wearing any makeup. My hair is up in a ponytail. Um, I'm not dressed for a photo. And Madison said... Go to Snapchat. So if you download the app, you can take selfies. And it, if you're not wearing makeup, it puts in the makeup for you. And there's different filters, different shades. You have to be careful. Sometimes they put hearts or like fire or like things that are unprofessional. So if you're if you're 25, you know exactly what she's talking about. If you're 55, you have not a clue. Um, I do. Uh, she showed me. Um, but I, I knew what she was talking about because actually my daughter sent me a photo of herself um, looking like a cat, which I think was probably <laughs> Snapchat now that I'm thinking about it. But, um, you know, we've all seen, well, not all. Um, I, I posted recently a blog about how to appear on camera because we're doing a lot of that in the collaborative practice right now, doing Zoom meetings. And there's a, a button on Zoom that you can press that makes you look younger than you actually are. Takes the, takes the lines out of your face. It just makes you look a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but you gotta know where the button is and you gotta use it. Uh, so I've been cluing people into those little things. So Madison, you and I are even on that regard. Now I know about Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't guarantee that I'll use it, 
but it was a bit of a shock to see her put makeup <laughs> on me when I knew I wasn't wearing any. It's important to make sure that you're not going overboard, though, because if you go too far, then you're not being authentic. If you, like, have a headshot that's, like, doctored completely, oh yeah, you're not really being who you are. Because I yeah. showed you a picture of this guy that I was dating, and it was obviously filtered. So it's like, yeah, that's what he looks like. It wasn't obvious to me. <laughs> I just thought he was a one handsome guy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a fear that people have now. Is it's like, oh, you look good at this angle, but yeah. do you look good like when I see you? That's yeah. I would have. So you have to still be authentic. It's got to look like you. Mm-hmm. You can't un. You can't make yourself look like a movie star, because unless you are mm-hmm. one, like my sister. My mom always had this saying. Makeup is to enhance your beauty, not to cover it or erase it. Right, right, or invent it, <laughs> let's just say. So in case uh, you guys haven't figured it out at this point, this is all about marketing, which leads me to, you know, Austin's been sitting over here being very quiet and uh, making sure the machinery's working correctly. But Austin, let's talk for a second about uh, uh, marketing demographically. Right. So the best thing about using social media, once you get a hang of it, once you have the content down, once you're actively engaging with your tribe, um, you finally have the ability now to target specific types of users with advertisements. Oh, it's funny you use the word target because the first time I realized it was happening was when Target, that whole thing came (laughs) out about Target finding the pregnant women before yep. their husbands knew they were pregnant mm-hmm. and and yeah that oh gosh that it, was that it's was amazing so it is amazing i mean you search david's bridal because maybe you're a 23 year old woman and you're looking at wedding dresses and next thing you know you have an ad on instagram for another bridal and you're in your locale mm-hmm. who's offering a special for first time yep. visitors yep and this is a this is a practice that you yourself as a collaborative professional can really take advantage of. You can target audiences who have recently searched for divorce. And you can control how much money you spend on it. It's not that expensive. No, you can set limits on, you know, how much you want to spend per day. Right. It estimates how many people are going to um, see your post. Right. And, And this is something, if you're not taking advantage of this in 2020, you are not marketing correctly yeah and that's really comes down to it so um madison actually we were having a discussion earlier about how important it is to make sure that you're not only accessible just on that app but that it's accessible from all of your social uh profiles and you can do that in a couple ways first it's using words that the search engine is going to pick up on so you're going to use collaborative divorce words that people are searching all the time and whenever we do our well, blogs... Well, not collaborative then. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. But when we do our blogs, we link these words and we bold them so that the website picks it up. We also... You want to be easy to find when you're searching. Because me and Austin have talked about this. We don't have a long intention span when we're looking for things. We want to search it and we want to find it. Yeah, and that's certainly a um, Generation Z trait. Yeah, for, for, Yeah. I don't know what we are. I'm a millennial, if you ask me. I don't know. (laughs) Well, at heart, you're definitely a millennial. And so when you're searching, you need to have information that they're looking for. So you need your address. You need your websites. You need your social media. 
and you need the links there so that yeah, when people yeah. find you they can just push a button mm-hmm. and if i'm searching your name on instagram and i did this when i was looking for the collaborative professionals sometimes it was hard to figure out if it was a personal page or if it was a public oh, page because yeah. of the picture yeah so you want to use a headshot you want to use something that says this is my business page yeah so. And then the other thing is, don't forget, you need to link all of your accounts mm-hmm. because people may find you by accident on LinkedIn, but what they really want to know is who you are, much more from a personal perspective. They may want to go to Facebook. They may be more comfortable with Facebook. Um, they may find you on Avo because they need a lawyer, but then they really want to know who you are, and Avo doesn't tell them much about that. So they may, and they may be very young. They may want to see where you are on Instagram. So you need to have all of those linked um, and absolutely all of them on your website. And I think something that we've been doing with your Instagram that's a little different is that it's not all business suits, professional. It's a lot more personal. And you talk about like having a social pitch. And in Mm -hmm. a way, you should have a social pitch and a professional one. Right. Yeah. You know what? I hadn't thought about that. The social pitch that we talk about in pitch is more like your cocktail party. It's an extended version of your elevator pitch, which we'll we'll talk about. But I think what you're saying, Madison, and we should talk about this more another time, is you need to also have a social media pitch that differs a little bit from account to account, Mm -hmm. from tool to tool. So your LinkedIn pitch will not be quite the same as your Facebook pitch, necessarily, unless you're using a slogan like changing the way the world gets divorced Mm -hmm. or your marketing is my marketing or, you know, something along those lines, which is not exactly the same as a pitch. It's, it's a slogan. Oh, definitely different um, content per, you -hmm. know, what that social media source is. People on LinkedIn are not clients. You're you're not going to find clients necessarily as much as you would on Facebook or on Instagram, because that's where lay people, you know, people who are going to get divorced, are going to be scrolling through Facebook. Right. It's a normal thing for everyday people to do. You don't have to be a professional to be on Facebook. You know, I'll have to look on LinkedIn, but I don't think there are any discussion groups of recently divorced folks on LinkedIn. And there are on Facebook, Absolutely. no doubt. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I think personality plays a role in that. I think personality plays a role in everything, and that gets mm-hmm. you back to authenticity. So... I think uh, I think that about does it for today, Austin. Are we done? Yeah, I'd say that 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 is a great um, final thoughts just to leave the audience with is that marketing through social media is is truly the way to go in moving forward with how society has advanced. Everyone is on their phones. You can put yourself on a billboard, but you will not be so present in someone's life as you will be if you are on their screen. I mean, if you just think about how long, how many hours per day you spend looking at your phone. And Some yeah, of us even if than, you're even if you're 65. Right. Yep. Even more so if you're 65. I mean, if you have nothing to do and you're retired <laughs> and you're sitting at home and you can watch TV, but you can also scroll on Facebook. So my grandmother does all day. She'll call me. Really? <laughs> yep. Oh, Mm -hmm. my goodness. So you really have to take advantage of this marketing tactic. And if you want to learn more about this, if you want to learn more about how you can craft social media to really represent who you are authentically, what your mission is, what your goals are, 
you can reach out to us. And with that, we're out of time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Growing Your Collaborative Practice podcast, please take a second to leave a review and a rating on your preferred listening app. I'd really appreciate that. If you have any questions or comments or would like more information on my books, my webinars, my masterclasses, my toolkit, or my coaching services, please don't hesitate to reach out to me at joran at joranjenkins.com, or you can visit my website at joranjenkins.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk soon.